<laughs> I was trying really, really hard to specifically start without Indigo here, but he came back like just in time. Damn it. That makes me really upset. Good. We were this close too, Kirk. It could have been just you and I and just ruled the world. I know, right? I mean, I could go. I mean, it's not like you contribute much anyway, so why don't you just oh, okay. do that? Yeah, all, right, all right, all right, cool. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space, episode 60. We are a wild star podcast bringing you the news and views from the planet Nexus and beyond. My name is Doc, and every week, as always, I bring you my lovely co-hosts, Indigo. Hey, hey. And Krug. I am Krug. Nice to meet you. Speaking of which, Krug, how was your week this week? My week was really, really good. We got to go into PTR with KDM, and it was really fun. Uh, we did obviously all of the, um, if you hadn't heard by now, which I'd be very surprised if anybody in this, uh, stream had not, the, um, Shades Eve stuff went live on PTR, and so we got to play with that for quite a while, and it was very fun, uh, a lot of exciting, um, pretty things in there that we're gonna take a look at today. And I think there's gonna be a section where I'm gonna have to wear a tinfoil hat for it. Okay. Yeah, it covers your ears also. This, this, most of this show is going to be spoilerific if, if you're not. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> like, you no? didn't read the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good to know. Let, it's gonna let be me know and I'm going to mute my headphones. <laughs> show what? Show no? Is this I'm just on the audio. I'm just going to play. I'm just going to play the Spanish flea song for the next, like, 40 minutes in the audio. <laughs> I'm really glad that your audio doesn't go on stream. <laughs> Indigo, how was your week? Um, uh, Really good. Uh, same as what Krug said. Uh, we're going to go on to PTR, which is uh, – or, or we went on to PTR and got to do all that. Super exciting going over holidays for the first time with Krug. So that was that was really fun. Um. But uh, other than that, just uh, leveling, been doing dungeons a bunch with Baz and Doc and Krug. So, yeah, just been chilling out. Doc, what how was you, Doc? your week? I, I just like... found out there's an eight-hour version of the Spanish Fly on YouTube. I might have to put that in for no, this week's audio instead. Talk about things that aren't all oh, fine. Amazingly uh, stupid. My week, my week, meh, that's about it. I So <laughs> I've been talking to Indigo and Krug, and I guess the podcast, if you listen fairly, for a very long while, have known that I've been using a laptop to kind of get around because that's just my job and occupation. I have to run around and do everything. So I've been giving you quality content since December. <laughs> well, kind of, it's kind of shaky in the beginning because <laughs> I had a really bad laptop. Then I got a really, really good laptop, which yeah, was phenomenal. Sure. Did the job amazingly. Well, ever since then, I've been putting like a little here and a little there and obviously take care of my fatherly duties. And then I figured, well, now that I have the money, Let's go balls to the wall and build myself well, a proper desktop for streaming and gaming. Balls to the walls, heavy quotes. Within, <laughs> within that budget, within that budget, because there was a dedicated budget set to that, and so I'm happy to finally, after about close to a year of testing or a year of saving, I finally am coming from you, coming to you from my brand new gaming desktop, Woo-hoo. gaming media streaming work desktop. Yep. So. And Doc's going to be releasing a build video of uh, how he put it all together. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a bit of an issue with it, and uh, the motherboard, I think, might be a bad motherboard. But so far, no crashing, no errors, so I'm just going to let that run until I have to return it. Did you get the motherboard from Fry's? Uh, Yes. It's probably one of the five that I sent back. (laughs) (laughs) And that they immediately put right back onto the shelf. They fucking do that, too. I swear to God. Oh, can I tell you something? I went went to get... I went to get one specific motherboard, and I saw it. I saw it right there behind the desk, and they're like five minutes from closing, 
And like, oh no, we're holding it for somebody for the end of the day. I'm like, fuck you. It's five minutes to closing. Give me the motherboard I want right there. I'll pay for you cash right now. That a- that asshole's not coming. Cash so money. For two point. Yeah, cash money right there. Uh, I, I settled for number two choice. Motherboard's fine. I actually got ill. Other than my desktop and everything else, another fun bit of uh, information. It's been a week of uh, awesome accomplishments. I'm finally rating. I would have figured you would have been uh, a little more happy. Cookie or what? What are you expecting? Yeah, here? I mean, I, I mean, it's only taken you <laughs> almost it's only a taken half. I mean, over a year. We're gonna go we can't really talk though, can we? Shut the fuck yeah. up! <laughs> Pot calling kettle, right? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I finally weird. got into PTR. I got I got a lucky break, and I got the last world boss I needed that wasn't bugged. Immediately the next night, when riding the rating, I two shot at X eighty nine with with black daggers. Uh, we two shot at Kurlak, and then we went and tried to get Phage Maw down, and we came within ten percent life with like eighteen people in the raid. And we realized without those two people. It was just a little too much at the moment for us, and half of us weren't super rated out, geared out. I mean, I only have one or two pieces. Speaking of which, I actually won a piece in the raid by rolling a one. How? I was also, it was so just, zero. who wants this piece? Who wants this piece? Go ahead and roll for it. So I roll, and it just, everyone's in like 80s, 90s, and then Doc with a, a one. And we all just looked at it and went... I think we should just give it to him out of pity. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is your guild rule like whoever rolls the shittiest wins? It's like, it was <laughs> golf rules. Whoever gets the lowest is better. It was, it was a default roll. I was the only one that really rolled for it. Everyone else was kind of rolling for another item. Uh, and we literally, the chat went silent. The, the team speak went silent for like a good five seconds. And we all just looked at that one. <laughs> And I guess like, I guess well, he wins by default. The loneliest <laughs> number that you ever see. That's all I ever do. Come on now. Uh, so other than that, I did a bunch of PTR stuff with you guys. We took some video. We took some pictures, and we should just really go right into it with the strange tales of the week. <laughs> I really appreciate why the sound effects. Why it's a rocket? But all right, all right. Let's let's keep going. It's space themed. Right. Space themed. Okay. So we're jumping back into the PTR, and Krug, if you can, put up that disclaimer, because from here on out, until I tell you so, we are in unknown territory. You will see and hear things that will not be 100% set in stone until it's pretty much alive. They could pull all of this crap right now on, on PTR, you'll never know it existed. So take everything we say with a grain of salt. So here we go. We found out earlier this week, through two sets of awesome tweets from Cadium, that uh, she was in the middle of Ilium. I went, mm, it's a pretty city, but uh, it's it's missing a little something, something. You know, guys, it's like, it's missing a little uh, je ne sais quoi, a little, little ambiance. Uh, a little Halloween feeling? Yeah, it needed to be a little darker and moody. So she just kind of threw up a few cobwebs and walked away and called it done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually she one had cobweb? She yeah. hasn't been working just one. on it for like years or anything. I mean, it's, it's just, just, just started. <laughs> so she pretty much said on on twitter and wildstar said it as well if you were on the ptr we are doing a limited focus test i'm repeating those words a limited focus test of shades eve so if you want to try out shades eve you have an indeterminate amount of time from this point forward to just test and debug the crap out of this because obviously we have a free-to-play drop test yep. that's more important so what did we do? Since Indigo and I have been waiting for over a year for this content, and Moose, who's in chat, who was with us as well, the, the tweet went out, the three of us went, oh, I 
<laughs> and Kruger just looked at us and went, I, I, I don't. Whatever. All right. Although Great. I will, at some point when we get to an appropriate moment, share my first impressions of MMO holidays in Wildstar. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get your view of it after we talk about all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and K, K uh, says that it ends Tuesday-ish. Yeah, they mess they messaged that. They said that on the uh, the live stream. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so pretty much if you're listening to this on the MP3, it's probably already over. But we had about a rough week of testing, which is nice. Yeah. So like I said, we're going to spoil a crap ton of it. And what you're seeing on the video and what we'll show you in the show notes is that both Ilium and Thade got a nice makeover. And it's only limited to the cities. Yes. So once you step outside in the Galaras or Daradun, it's it's no longer Halloweeny. Yes. And again, uh, for a lot of people that are are hearing this for the first time, they have said in the past that the plans for expanding holidays over and over again each year is that eventually is to move outside of the holiday of the main cities. But as of right now, they're going to keep them to the main cities, to the capitals, and and really focus all of the attention there. Which is understandable. Like, it's a it's a good place to spend a lot of your time. There's a lot of stuff to do there, like crafting and and like even just chatting. Like that's where most of the social things happen. Uh, it, it's it, it and it looks awesome. Like it's the perfect place to do it to start doing it at the very least. Yes, absolutely. All of the pumpkins. I love all of the yeah. Pumpkins. The pumpkins are amazing. Like ninety percent of the stuff you see in Shades Eve, you can acquire for your own house. Yeah, that's really it's important. Really- yeah, like all of the like, super cool stuff, all the trees and and the like, the lights, the wreaths, and the little, I really like, want the trees, the festoon the things, nice. the green festoons that are everywhere. All that stuff you can get in housing, and it's it looks super good. I I can see so many awesome, so much potential for all that stuff. The trees are really funny to me. Like they have such great I, personalities. Yeah, they're totally infused with like this uh, like spooky, scary skeletons, nineteen twenties Disney style, like a scream kind of thing. The one item I really, really wish was a decoration as well are the Hoogle statues. And if you go into Thade, or if you see a Hoogle mm. statue, like the owl statues in the world, in Thade for Shades Eve, they all have like three or four different sets of glowing eyes. Some are like menacing and some are like just cute eyes. It's really, really cool and they blink and stuff. It's, it's a nice little touch. Uh, I love the ones that look a little stupid. Those are my favorite. <laughs> oh, hi. How's it going? Do you need some help? <laughs> the derp face. The derp face, the yeah. Terrible. The derp face. And the trees. I like the derp face trees the most. Those make me happy. <laughs> they are awesome. So it's not just decorations you get. You get a series of quests. You actually get a hub in each city, a dedicated hub. We we tested out Thade. Uh, I think we might have time to test out Ilium a little bit or show a little bit of Ilium for the Shades Eve tonight in the after show. But uh, we are also going to show a video of some of the rewards you get. You actually do get costumes for both Jack Shade himself and the Angel. Yep. If you don't know who they are... I'm not going to spoil it. We talked about it before in the past. I don't want to tell you which episode. Just go find it. Uh, they're back from those episodes. Uh, they're officially part of the lore of the game. And the, the amount of lore in Shades Eve is phenomenal. Not only do we get confirmation of Jack Shade, of the origin of Shades Eve, of the angel itself, and how dark this thing is. Like, if you read the, the quest text and the little books you find, this is probably the darkest version of a Halloween event I've seen at an MMO in a long time. Good. Yeah, the story's <laughs> the story's pretty intense. Like it's it, it's, it's it's presented yeah. in a kind of lighthearted way, but if you like think about the events that occurred to make the story, it's just like that's really fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> this is a it, fucked up holiday. They uh, everything in this game is deceptively cute. 
You yeah. get like the weird Danny Elfman-esque style music. It's all, it's kind of fun and scary, spooky skeletons and like Nightmare Before Christmas. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, did they just, are they implying what I think they're implying? Oh, no, they're not even implying it. They're just they're saying just saying it. that happened, yeah. And it, it's, yeah. There's really nothing implied. Like it's literally just like this shitty thing happened, this shitty thing happened, and this shitty thing happened. And that's why we celebrate this holiday. I, yeah. I think that my favorite line uh, in, in it is uh, uh, after you summon uh, – uh, Jack Shader, like, I'm not going to spoil how it happens, but it, he says, uh, you, you're not going to stop me, and neither is a dead little girl. I was like, oh! Yep. Oh! He sounded that was, proud, too. Yeah, like, he did. Whoa, buddy. Yeah. That's not normal. So it's great, and it's not only just these little awesome things, you get costumes, you actually summon Jack Shade and the Angel as a toy, you get a Shadling pet, which, if you don't know what that is, we'll tell you in a little the bit, because it's fucks part in of the world. Sorry. <laughs> you get a series of quests, like you do every holiday, and they get, they're surrounding around trick-or-treating, they've actually incorporated housing into this quest, there's a specific quest that tells you to trick-or-treat, and uh, you buy an item you know, from the vendor in your house, on your housing plot, it's a sh- simple trick-or-treat bucket. And it generates a random candy based off your player ID that you don't see. It's a behind-the-scenes thing that Katie mentioned to us while we were doing a stream of it. And everyone gets a different kind of candy. And you have to go around to different housing plots and collect candy. You get one candy per house. And it's, part, it's a really fun way of, of bringing in different parts of the game together and making it feel like a, a more uh, incorp- encompassed holiday. So that's one of the major things. And then I guess we'll go into the next big thing is that... Uh, we're going to show a video of Moose. He actually got a chance to go right in the day of, like, the moment it was released. He started just grabbing everything he could and put together a little video of some of the housing goodies. So we talked about the buckets you get. We talked about the uh, the toys you get. We talked about the items you get. Like we said, almost all of the decorations are uh, available for housing. You get them through, like, the, the reward vendor for Shades Eve and obviously the candy buckets you get from housing. But you also get a fab kit. A very interesting fab kit that we're a little... I mean, we talked about it on the stream and amongst ourselves. And what do you guys feel about it? Well, I think it was fun. I so Well, first let's describe the fab kit. Yeah, so the fab kit is a, a, a tower of burning... Like a pyre of burning wood. And it kind of like juts out of itself. And like there are all these weird little angles to it. And it's a jumping puzzle. And you basically jump in a spiral up, up this, this, this pillar of burning wood... And you get to the top, and that's it. You win. Um, now, the issue that some of us had with it was that apparently, like, if you're in third-person mode and your camera is at a specific distance and you jump in specific places, it, like, collides with the, the tower, and then it, the camera gets all wonky and you can't see where you're going to land. You fall and you die. Uh, I didn't really think it was that hard. Like, the, okay, so it happened to me once, and then I learned, okay, when I have a jump that looks like this, I have to go into first-person mode and do it in first-person mode. And then come back out of first-person mode until I have to do that jump again. And then it was super easy, actually. Well, I, I think there, it was even there too were, easy. There were parts in there that when you would scroll all the way into first-person and you would jump like to, to do that, the problem is that you couldn't see what was above you, and it did have a platform above you. So if you didn't jump correctly or got lucky on how you jumped, you would just you hit, the, you would hit the thing above you and go straight back down. I didn't experience it. Maybe I'm just like OP at jumping puzzles. Well, so here's here's the odd part. I didn't experience any of that that line of sight issues like for me it was just obvious keep the camera like on a rotating thing with you so don't ever put it behind you kind of put it off at like a, a, a profile view and you can see where you make your jumps the issue with me it's was this. this is the item we're talking about by the way it's called shades pyre apparently thank you yes yeah. 
there is a collision issue with some of the items. As you get about halfway up, there's like these stumps and these little two-step planks that your normal logic goes, okay, I'm going to jump on the log and then jump to the plank, the bottom plank, and kind of walk a little bit and make the next jump, so I'm safe not to worry about it. Those two little planks, the way they're constructed like on top of each other, their, their collision boxes are all wonked out and weird. So if you land on the bottom plank or in the middle or like hit the edge of the second plank, you just slide straight down. Straight down. So it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it defies your, like what you're seeing and what you're experiencing doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense and it creates a major issue because you'll be right to the top, hit that two-step, and then fall. And you're like, what the crap? I know I hit this thing. So... Some people had line of sight issues with it. Uh, I, I had issues with the collision detection on it. It's I, Everything's a work in progress. Uh, there are still bugs in the Shades Eve thing, which we really, really implore you guys to go to whatever feedback threads that there are and give the Shades Pyre a try. I, I found it fun. Regardless of the bugs, I found it really fun. And we got to see on Moose's plot, we all, it was like 10 of us trying it out, trying to race each other to the top. And uh, he had set it up where it was, we had the the shades eve sky in the background, and it made this really fun, spooky, yeah. ambient thing. It was it, it was really nice. legitimately creepy looking and very enjoyable. Yeah, there the the theme the themes of everything was really really well done. Yeah. Now the major, uh, I guess the crux of the major meat of the PT of the PTR and shades eve in general is that there is a new expedition, a holiday expedition, the very first one in Wildstar. Now, it's, it's kind of a cross between a normal expedition, slash ship hand, if you don't know what that is, and an adventure, where you are sent uh, on a mission from the Angel to a place called the Quiet Downs. Is that right? Yes. Quiet Downs? Quiet yeah. Downs. We always have problems with that name. Indigo, we earlier, really like, Quiet Downs, and we were like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not it, actually. So it's Quiet Down. No, 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 no. Quiet it's Downs. Quiet, quiet Downs. downs. Guys, are you, our link is wrong. It says quite downs. That does say quite downs. <laughs> so I'm going to leave that to you guys. Good so job. here's the cool part about it. You can solo it. You can do it at starting level 10. By the time you get to the main city, you'll be 14 anyway. So it's not a huge deal. All these quests can be done at almost any level at the minimum of 10. But quiet downs, the expedition. If you go solo or in a group, what happens is you're all randomly dropped into a... Uh, what are you doing? Um, there's a there's a vod of me, so I'm pointing at me and then pointing at me because oh. <laughs> it's Crucception. I see. Crucception. So sexy. What's up, boo? <laughs> so you're dropped down into this literal pitch black area, and you, your action bar is replaced with three items: a flashlight, a flare gun, and uh, like another flare gun. No, one is a flare, and one is like a little like area of effect uh, that hurts a shadeling signal. Yeah. Yeah. One's so a signal flare. So the idea is, is you're all dropped in a different spot and you have to find each other in the pitch blackness to make your way to quiet downs where the main story progresses. That's, I think we can all have agreed. This is the most unique and awesome part of this. Yeah, it is. This like the, the darkness is a legitimate issue because Dark. there are traps everywhere on the ground that you can't, you, you can't see them. Like it's not a thing you can, unless you walk very slowly and like move your mouse back and forth and look for where it changes, which, anyway. which like that would be very boring. Uh, the shadelings are also very difficult. Like, everything's just difficult to see. You kind of have to pay really close attention if you want to do it without getting caught in a trap or getting turned into a shadeling. So I hopped on, and I did it again today. Like, I I, act- I wanted to just 
try it again. Uh, and when I hopped in, uh, I ran to – after doing it one time, it made it so simple to because I knew where I was going. Like the problem is, is that the first time you go, you have no idea what you're supposed to be doing and you have Which no idea. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's, a, that's a part of it. And you have no idea where you're supposed to be going and you're just like, ah, I'm just going to keep moving forward. And then you get hit by the bear trap and then you get hit by like the little uh, poison things mushrooms, that confuse yeah. you. The bear trap stuns you. The mushrooms disorients you. Yeah. And so it's like you get hit by all of these things, and so you're you, you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing. At first. I mean, they give you an explanation: go find this fucking place, but you don't know where it is or what so, what it looks like, what to or look what for. It, yeah. exactly. And so it, that's what that's really what makes it difficult, which is great. But the problem is, is that if you've done it once, then you're like, all right, I know exactly where it is. All right, and it's yeah, not a big this. deal. Yeah. But the so, ambience of it is still really fun. Oh, yeah. The ambience and, the and, and like, the look and the feel of it was great. There are a couple other things that I think we should explain to people because it wasn't abundantly clear to me when I first started. So, first of all, if you get hit by a shadeling, you get turned into a shadeling. Uh, it steals your soul. It, yeah, it steals your soul. And then at, when you're a shadeling, you only have one ability, and it's, like, a little claw attack like a stalker has. Uh, once you're turned into a shadeling, a bunch of NPC people will spawn. In order to change back into a person, you have to kill one of those people with the one ability you have. And it's all one and shot. And steal their souls. Yeah, and steal yeah. their souls, basically. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you have to do that in order to get to your location. Because when you're a Shadeling, you can't actually make it to that location. Because there's a giant, like, world barrier around you it. See, you can actually see the map. Yeah. So, I guess mm-hmm. the plus side is if you get lost, become a Shadeling on purpose. Correct. But you're actually... You actually have a boundary box yeah. around you, so you can only go so far. And you guys will see that on the stream right now. This is me turning into a shadeling, and you, you can see it gets them a lot lighter. I can see the bear trap that I just stepped in and stuff. Uh, so that's one thing. The second thing is your flare gun and your signal flare have uh, charges, which you can see how many charges are remaining as a buff on your character, which I didn't notice until like the very end of this video. Uh, it, so that's useful information to have. Uh, you can't just spam those things and kill them. Because when I first got in, every time I'd see a Shadeling, I would just like, kill it, kill it, kill it. And then I ran out of charges, and I was just like, oh, I And all of a sudden, there's that. like eight Shadelings on you. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? And then you're just Dunskies. The third the, and last mm-hmm. thing that I want to explain is that if you run out of charges of those things, and you're seeing it right now, if you open a crypt or a coffin like this, it will contain additional charges for those... Uh, random charge. Random chance. Yeah, yeah, a random chance to contain additional charges for those things. Those are the only items it contains. It's not like you're, you're rolling on loot when you're doing that. You're just rolling no. on additional charges, or sometimes actually, it'll be empty. Uh, but that's also useful information. Uh, I, I will actually have. correct you on that. If you are a scientist, because I was a scientist at PTR, you can come across uh, goodie bags or tombstones. What? And they will, if you scan them with your bot, you actually can have a chance to get a faster recharge battery or an extra flare. What? So some of the paths have options, and That's even cool. on the other, at the end, at the end point, which we'll get to briefly, won't go over too much onto it. But uh, scientists can also scan uh, chemical sets and get random buffs or debuffs for the party. That's cool. So, oh, and Katie also says the coffin cages also have a chance to contain shadelings. No, well, uh, I, like, I didn't experience that, but you would do that, you little troll. <laughs> they pulled it out real fast. Well, there's a couple. I other think things. they should be back. There, there's a couple other things I'd like to explain about the, the the dungeon as well. Is that if you are taking a tremendous amount of time and you get lost, you'll actually have this, and you'll see it on the screen right now, this glowy yellow orb that will actually go through the area and take you to. Game says you suck. One. Let me help you. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, you're bad. Here you go, uh, and just follow it, and, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm going to move on because we've taken up a lot of time on this. You end up in Silent Hill. 
uh, you find Pyramid Head, and literally, I'm not too far off. You literally end up in a town that's really creepy as fuck, and really creepy things are happening, and then the bees come out, and you're covered in them. And then you end up chase. You end up in this like this underground laboratory that it's like it was. I don't want to explain. It was inception. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're in an instance that's inside an instance that's inside an instance. Literally, uh, we were explained during our run because Katiem in that video is in the chat. She couldn't talk to us. She's explaining that yeah, this is the first instance. Quiet downs, and then you go into another instance. But in order for this underground area to work, we had to put an instance inside that instance. We're like, what? Like, we just had an inception. Yes, this that is weird. weird as it sounds. Uh, and yes, you you don't have to understand <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The first part is probably the best part of that exped- expedition. Uh, the last part, or I guess the last third of it, because there's like two to three, there's like three different phases. It's pretty routine for an expedition, which is no by no means bad. It's just you kind of expect it, and it's like it's super fun and it's challenging. In fact, people on PTR were saying that when they copied their characters over, they would either have okay a manageable time because they kind of knew their character, or they would still have a pretty decent a hard time. And characters that were leveling found themselves uh, at a disadvantage because they didn't have cooldowns or amps that would reduce cooldowns and stuff like that. And abilities were coming too fast, so you it was more, it makes more sense when you're doing Shades Eve to bring a friend. Bring bring a friend or two, and if you solo yeah. it, you know, ask people to come with you because you guys can just rotate uh, interrupts and just make it a ton easier. Absolutely, yeah. and like I said, lower lower round. It was tons of fun though. Like all in all, it was a lot of fun, and I I really enjoyed it. And since we're talking about it, Krug, would you like to talk about your your experience with the holidays? Sure. Wait, we have a, we have one part that's oh. actually tied to it. Oh, okay, like stuff out, bro. So, so, so when you actually do these quests in the expedition, you're awarded with items, random item chance, and Krug's favorite part, a brand new currency. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. Hold on, let's, seriously, I think Carbine's goal is to release a new currency in between every STOS. Like, that has to be what they're trying to do. Shade silver? Like, bros, couldn't you just, like, not, please, please, please. Yeah. So well, it's, it's a seasonal just, holiday. Like, there will be there will probably be a holiday currency for each holiday. So don't you worry about that. It only lasts the duration of the holiday and then it's gone. <laughs> STOS coins. I want them to exist. STOS coins. <laughs> you get so one every time you're salty like... about the number of currencies. <laughs> yeah. So Indigo was right in saying we were all really curious as to what Krug thought because he Always gave us a skeptical look throughout the entirety of STOS since his first MMO. He's never had a holiday in an MMO, and he doesn't. He didn't quite understand at that point why we were so rabid about this event. And we'll take it from the horse's mouth, Krug. So my my opinion back then was this isn't content that's going to be uh, something that I play because I enjoy it. Like my my opinion of it without having ever experienced it was that it was going to be poorly slapped together. Uh, and ha- just heavily themed content, and that's all it was going to be. Um, after playing it, I enjoyed a lot, and and I was right about it being heavily themed. Like, and obviously that that was the goal, and I liked it a bunch. Like the 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 really really strong like approach they took to making everything seem uh, Halloweeny, basically. It just made it like really immersive. Like I, if I felt like it was October, and right now it's not October. It's what I don't even know what the month August. is. August. It's August. Uh, 
so yeah, it, it was great. It was great. Everything's really, really beautiful. They took like a bunch of really great concepts from Halloween that I didn't expect them to, like trick or treating and, and stuff like that, and made them work really well with the holiday. Uh, and all the decor stuff that they had the opportunity to take advantage of and give to the players, they did, which was super awesome. Uh, I'm going to stop the video here because spoilers after that. Um, oh, because we haven't given a ton of them yet. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, but this last part's actually really fun, yeah. and I don't want to take that away from people. Yeah, yeah. Let the, well, we might show in the after show, but if you're listening and you haven't gone to PTR yet and you're not going to by the time it goes down... I guess the three of us do agree. We want to at least have you enjoy that yeah, part yeah. on your own. If if you want to watch it, go to the YouTube video and watch Absolutely, it. Absolutely, yes. The, Boom. Double That's win. also true. Good job. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it was it was great. So, I, I very, very much enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than I expected to, and uh, I'm probably equally as excited for the Christmas holiday as you guys are now because that's I, I want to see it. I want to see all the cool decorations. I want to see so the you city come to life one. anew. You did have one reservation about it that we quickly cleared up for you, and you're like, okay, I like this, but is this it? And we're like, we don't understand what you mean. And he goes, wait, is it is it going to be Halloween-themed forever? Because this is, I'm going to get sick of this by, like, week three. And Indigo and I just kind of thought about it, and we're like, we've never seen a holiday overstay its welcome. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, like, been bugged out severely, and they sure. extended it for the run. Right. But once the time period is over, it reverts back to its normal so- this normal form. Oh, and was- Kruber's like, oh, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it, it starts, a, usually, again, we don't know, since this will be um, Carbine's first holiday event, we don't know exactly what their timeline is. Usually it's right before, and it lasts a little bit longer. So if, like, if it's the month of October, it's usually, you know, starts at the end of September and lasts into a little bit of November. And that's just to just to cover up a little bit. It's not like on midnight on the 31st it's out you know usually it lasts a little bit on each end but yeah it most definitely doesn't like overstay its welcome there was one thing i heard on the stream that worried me a little bit but okay i wasn't i'm not entirely sure how to take it to be perfectly honest so they said something to the effect of uh or implied something to the effect of that they're going to be adding to the holiday as as different shades eves happen so like the next shades eve is going to be this shades eve with stuff on top of it which I don't know how I feel about it. Like, if the city looked the exact same, and uh, as it does in this Shades Eve, next Shades Eve, and like that same instance was there, but there was just like another instance on top of it. Like, I don't know. I, I'd prefer yeah, I prefer so, something that's entirely new because the, the whole yeah, reason but, I like this one is because it's something new to explore. And so, if like yeah. a majority of it is the same, and I'm exploring the same stuff, it's not going to feel as magical as this one did. But do you think that's fair for new players? Um, so we know, but I'm not one. So, well, but that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know what that's to say what I'm to saying. You. you have to keep the uh, yeah, if it's yeah. going to be instanced, and especially if it's going to be a continuous storyline. Mm-hmm. Like it, you you have to insert the previous storyline onto the next piece. So, yeah. you, like you are going to go into it, and you're going to say like. As a player that's been there for a year, you know what happened last year in the last year's Shades Eve event, right? And then it's year two, and there's a whole new instance that is takes part after the first one, but still in the same storyline, right? You're you're gonna know, but new players are gonna be like, "What the hell is going on? I have no idea what's happening." Hold on, you're right there. I'm sorry. Two things. First of all, a PSA. <laughs> Time travel just said uh, Winterfest is going to be rad, but I'm but I think I'm most excited for the non Winterfest, non Shades Eve holiday we have coming soon. Want to know what the fuck he's talking about? Uh, probably won't figure it out. Super trolly. No, yeah, not at all. super trolly. And Carbine said, "Haha, yeah." Time travel. Uh, so they're they're being conniving and rude in our chat. Um, 
and by rude, I mean very, very kind for being here and <laughs> dropping hints about stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, the Do other you know thing, holiday which is why it is? I, it's gonna be free to play holiday. That's the holiday they're talking about. Maybe I, I can't look forward, or I look forward to that holiday too. Uh, the thing I was laughing about was that Doc in chat said, uh, "Where was it? Where did it go?" Wildstar Ramadan Wild question mark? <laughs> Just like, what? No, I don't think it's Wildstar Ramadan. That would be no, so no, funny, no, though. You can't use food items until it's dark. <laughs> that would be so funny. Raiders oh, would just be like, why can't I eat this food? Like, oh, it's 3.30. We can't eat food. <laughs> well, there's two things I want to quickly address before we get into the next major part of this episode. It's going to be a long one, folks, so bear with us. Um... To go back to your point about the staleness of a holiday, the way MMOs typically have done holidays is every two to three years, they improve on what was do- what people really liked. They either tweaked or got rid of and replaced what didn't work or what became really, really buggy and unfun, and they added a tiny bit to the story. After about two to three to four years, they recycle it completely or they cut a big chunk out and progress more. Uh, that's why if you... if you um, Let's see, what's a good one? You would see... like. World of Warcraft had, like, Noble Garden, where they would have trick-or-treating, and the people would turn into bunnies another year, or then uh, people would have to look for, like, the Valentine's Day in World of Warcraft was like, oh, you pass out Valentine's Day cards. I did, that wasn't fun at all. Then one year it was, uh, uh, go find a level 18 of each class, which caused a lot of controversy. Uh, and there was a, another Noble Garden <laughs> event where you have to go to the enemy. Wait, wait, hold on, stop, stop, stop. Them. What did you do when you found the level 18? You had to slash kiss them. Oh, wow. That's... And for getting every single female race, female only, but by, by that, uh, was an achievement called I Swear She Was Level 18. Oh, that's the best. I'm so happy that they did that. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. The best one was that people were legitimately paying gold for someone to roll like a female dwarf and get her to level 18 just for the event because they were the most underrepresented class in the race in the, in the game. <laughs> And it had to be at, it used one year, it was like, it had to be exactly level 18. So you couldn't give a, yeah. a slash kiss to a level 50. Right. And so uh, then they had to change it to another year and make it like at, at least level 18. Yeah. To, to, yeah. yeah, it's, that's how I thought it was works. hilarious. It's not like you can only consent when you're exactly 18 years old. It's 18 and then for the rest of your life after that. Yeah, it Same. was a very odd year one year. Uh, I know, and there's some example examples that we're having in chat, but just it, it, the, the events change every year, but mm. they're mostly the same for a big chunk of it. But here, let me ask you this really quick question. So let's just say you did Storm Talon a crap ton, right? And you and you stopped doing dungeons, or you stopped doing Storm Talon, and you did all the other dungeons, and it's a year later. Would you be willing to do Storm Talon again? Yes. So it's the same thing. Well, no, because Storm Talon's still, like, the mechanics are still challenging. What, and I'm going to say that. And everyone's going to be like, you're a pleb, blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. I can still find Storm Ta- Talon entertaining based off of the challenge. I don't find the instance in Shades Eve entertaining because it's challenging. Because it, it wasn't for me. Uh, it was well, entertaining because I was exploring something new. I did not. I transferred no, his character over. Oh, 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 oh. Well, the other, other, the other half of us had raid gear, well, and you I didn't were healing, and you were pulling everyone. I was pulling so, everyone. Because like, you guys weren't taking damage, and now I know why you guys weren't taking damage. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. Like, I, I'm not closed off to the idea. I'm, it's just something that worries me a little bit, but I, I, I can have faith that they'll make it work. Like, that's I, I'm totally okay with giving them that, well, considering and how well people, this holiday turned out. And from what we've come to understand from Moose uh, is that a lot of people have actually been complaining that it is too difficult. So the yeah, I, just, I have heard that as whatever. well. So yeah, you I, know, I don't think I agree with it, but I've heard that definitely. So 
So quick question before we move on. Sure. Uh, we obviously know Winterfest is coming. We obviously know Shades Eve is on our doorstep. Uh, I can only, well, we already know that Founders Day and Starfall is the 4th of July analog for Wildstar. What holiday would you want to see, whether it's serious or not? Like, it, it would be really, really fun. Because, I mean, Wildstar Ramadan would be kind of funny, but I wouldn't pick that as, as a holiday. No. Uh, that's a, that's a great question. Like, um, President's Day. <laughs> so here, how it's worth in the wild star. Here's my idea for President's Day. The guild leaders, uh, for each race have to like beat, guild leaders to, of race. What did I say? Guild leaders for each race, the leaders for each race in each faction race is the word I was looking for. They have to fight to maintain their leadership status amongst the general population. So it's like, Almost raid level difficulty, but for a single <laughs> character, and you have to just like fight that one dude. And then if you beat him, like there's like this You're cool cinematic with your character, and everybody's like bowing down to you. And then they like throw some twist in that makes it so that you didn't win, so that you're not like the mayor of the entirety of Thade. So I think uh, that'd un- be cool. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah, Unsung says Thanksgiving, and I'm gonna have to agree with him. Not for the reason why he gave, which was stuff a chua. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, YouTube has a streaming service. Look, That's all I'm saying. Q Times is officially working on that. Hold your hold on, hold on. I have a question. I have a question. For, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue with my Thanksgiving thing after I ask the audience a question. Would you guys follow us to YouTube if we went over to just do YouTube or, or hitbox or anything else? Yeah, or anything else. Just let us know if you would actually follow us over there. While they're answering that, I'm gonna go back to my my thing, which is Thanksgiving. And the reason why Thanksgiving is, I want to see all the grand out, all the hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about the edit. Can you start a little better than that? <laughs> no, screw you. <laughs> Who edits the video? I do. Yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to be able to make a shitty transition into a good I'm one. Keep all of this. <laughs> um. Uh, anyways, so uh, okay, so for my holiday, I would choose Thanksgiving. You're the scrubbiest. Uh. <laughs> I would choose Thanksgiving because I want to see the exiles in the Dominion pay homage to all of the people that they killed to land on Nexus. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, granted, we are. I mean, that's what Thanksgiving is. No, no, no. Here's what would happen during Thanksgiving. Whichever character ate the most food during the Thanksgiving period would get a special prize. And their character model would be the largest character model regardless, like width-wise, regardless of their race. That would be the greatest Uh, thing ever. So uh, I, this is probably gonna happen, but not the way I would I would picture it. Is I would love to see Valentine's Day, but instead of it being a uh, a faction thing, I'd like to see it being run because we know like the the Winterfest is gonna be run by Protostar. I'd love to see uh, their analog of Valentine's Day with the Freebots as the the center of it, because the Freebots just gain their sentience, and it'd be kind of funny to see how these how these robots deal with deal with affection and love and camaraderie and all the weird good and bad parts of it. I think it'd be really, really fun. What are you doing? What, 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 what are you doing? Just turned off. Yeah, they're back. Oh my so god! We're, oh my, we're good. We're good. We're good. That was a that was a power strip issue. Uh, I'm gonna leave it like that because I, I want to keep it really vague. Because obviously, I, I'd love to see a version of Ice Wars Level 18 show up in Wildstar again. Uh, it may be fun to have like these robots that are learning uh, what is it to love. Beep beep boop beep, and just like kind of pass out like. <laughs> Valentine's Day uh, holograms and whatnot. It it it'd be really cute. It wouldn't have to be super serious. It, I think it'd be a lot, a lot of fun. What what, what about St. Patrick's Day? Fuck, it'd be a Granok holiday. <laughs> it would be straight up. It'd be a Granok holiday with like the the uh, the dragon analog for uh, for for Dominion. 
And then all the casting's like, no, we drink wine. And then someone just punches him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> everybody in Ilium's walking around wearing red and gold, and everybody's just pinching each other because nobody's wearing any green. And then Thane, <laughs> nobody touches anybody because everybody's just like green. <laughs> Everyone's just totally fresh. Bar fights everywhere. It'd be fantastic. That'd be great. Uh, oh. So I, I might incorporate this towards the end, but let's keep on going. Sure. Uh, so. Once we get out of the PTR, we actually found out about a new deep dive. We've talked about this specific deep dive ad nauseum and on a few different podcasts. Episode, I think episodes 56, 57, 58, 59 have some version of this. <laughs> it is a deep dive of the early game improvements. And it's basically Carbine's official way of showing off the character creation changes, the tutorials and ships, uh, how, you would, how you would get into the game if you're new or new to Wildstar. But they are asking for feedback on the new tutorials and revised arc ships. Because if you haven't done that part of PTR yet, the arc ships have been changed. Streamlined? Uh, improved? Eh, it's debatable who you ask. But they're asking for feedback regardless. I mean, I know a so, lot of people were upset about them removing lore from that beginning instance. Uh, like, it's not the same. There's not the, you don't get the same information from the, from the tutorial quote-unquote tutorial area um I, I think like mechanically it works a lot better i think the the way first of all the way that you select whether or not you want to participate in the tutorial or the the what level you want to start at basically i think it's way better i think it's way better that they have something for people that have never played an mmo before and don't know to use WASD or like to yeah. hold right click to move your camera yeah. like those things that we take for granted super hard Things, some people don't know those things. Like, it, Not everybody is a huge, huge nerd like everybody listening to my voice right now. Uh, yeah. So we won't go too much into it, but yeah, we did but that change. That's, that's pretty much uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's two major changes. Uh, there's a, a storyline running through the Dominion now. It's more coherent. And for the Exiles, the bomb room is gone. And both areas are missing the path quest starters. They're actually, into, they're actually part of the first starting zone. So if you just had to jump right in the Wild Star, you're not missing a level of path experience and other random stuff you might have missed if you just dropped right into the world. So that's about it. Go in there, give us, give them your feedback. Go try it out. If you don't want to try it out, wait till free to play. You'll notice there's some interesting changes. Yeah. So the other big big thing we want to go over are the update notes. The first big changes of the closed beta patch one. There's a ton of little changes in quality things that have been fixed and debugged. Uh, like rapid transport while mounted, uh, quest rewards being more in line with the levels. But that's not really what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about what, gentlemen? As Krug has an aneurysm. You uh, right there? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. I was just trolling everybody in, in the stream. Uh, we're here to talk about interesting changes? Class yeah, changes? Well, class changes. Class that's changes? the biggest thing. Interesting class uh, changes? Yeah, and keep in mind, everything is... Obviously, PTR, and so it could change, and not everybody has gotten the full rundown yet, so some classes will have a lot of changes, some classes have a little, and a few classes got a lot of big changes. So, who wants to take over Engineer first? Uh, I guess engineer. I will. <laughs> engineer, engineers, uh, there's a weird one where bots were granting experience in PTR, they changed that, it's not the case anymore, which is really weird, I didn't know if it was like they granted it by killing stuff, or whatever, it just was a weird Yeah, like, if, if the bot got the last kill, is are you getting experience, or when you kill a bot, are you gaining experience? Like, None of us have engineers, it, we can't tell. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really say so, but 
we had that conversation. It was weird. On the plus side for engineers, your innates, the eradication exosuit and provocation exosuits, will now allow your amps and abilities to ignore the volatility threshold when activated. So you want to just go spam everything as fast as you can, as much as you can, while you're in your exosuit. As long as you're on off a cooldown, freaking go for it. There's no middle ground you have to be at. Just go balls of the wall. Speaking of which, Bioshell is actually showing the splash range in the tooltip now, and it'll display a telegraph on impact. Uh, the Bruiser bot, a big change for that one. It's, its interrupt ability is now an instant, and it also removes one armor. But it no longer taunts any five-man minimum mobs or higher. So you can't, you can't taunt a raid boss now with it, supposedly. It uses other abilities. You can't like taunt something else off of that. Uh, Diminisher bot also got a change where just it's the same, a little more in line with the artillery bot. And there's really three more big things where energy auger, this is a big change, so follow me with this one. No more cast time on it. The global cooldown is now half a second. Uh, it can now be cast off of the global cooldown, kind of like, um, what's it called? Flame burst for like spell slingers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cooldown on it is actually, so, one, so it has no more cast time and has a much smaller global cooldown. That sounds awesome. What's the catch? It's cooldowns now four times longer. It's now 25 seconds up from six seconds. And uh, it's been reduced in damage. But another fun fact about it is that that field it lays down, anyone that travels through that field now gets a big movement speed, like double the movement speed while you're inside it. So uh, essentially, engineers have another movement ability. That's part of like their biggest drawback was they're not a very mobile well. class. They have a jump back that has two charges, but you combo that with energy auger now, and now when you got to get out of the shit, you can get out of there much faster. Well, I so, mean, uh, it's one of those classes where you face your enemy at all times. It's not a well, turn around and run. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a turn around and run class. So, so to finish it off, mortar splash got the same treatment as bio shell, where it's just they show splash damages now, and they have a telegraph, so I can show you that. And then target acquisition, um, it's been a bit of a rework. So it's got a two-second channel. It'll hit uh, four enemies every 5.5 seconds. It's got a seven-second cooldown. Honestly, all in all, these changes for for engineers, I feel, are are pretty strong, actually. Once again, they feel like they're more in line than everybody else. They're not... It used to, it used to be really, like, self-damaging. You'd snare yourself and that kind of stuff, and you couldn't move a whole lot. a long time ago. Uh, I don't know. So, uh, uh, so unsuccessful says energy auger doesn't actually fix our movement issue. It helps, but it doesn't really address our issue. Yeah, I, that's that's what I was saying. Like it, it's kind of a cop out way of giving them another movement ability. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't provide nearly the utility of like urgency. Urgency is a strong movement ability. This grants so much energy. Uh, engineers aren't really the run and gun class, though. They're the you know you have to plan ahead. You have the range and the taunting ability. But you kind of have to have the, the foresight to go, okay, I know this ability is going to land in this general area. I know everyone's – you have to be really aware as an engineer if you're going to do higher tier stuff Look, because you're we'll, so goddamn slow. We'll see how it pays off because it can affect allies and urgency yeah. can affect allies. So yeah. an entire team moving 100% faster, that's probably going to be a huge fucking PvP boon. Like that's – I can't underestimate how strong that's going to be. Oh, yeah. Energy that's going to be like mandatory in PvP now it sounds like. Uh, Pretty much. Especially Wallatiki stuff. So so for Krug, how, we want to take over the Esper medics? Yeah, I can do the Esper medic. Esper is really easy. Uh, looks like Mending Banner no longer heals an additional target at the tier 8, and the tier 8 distance has increased to 8 meters from 5 meters, just some kind of number changes. Uh, and the fall-through amp, uh, the empower is reduced to 8% from 10.5%, just some number changes. 
Um, we'll see That's about it, right? how intense they are uh, affecting the class. Um, medics got a bit of a buff from what I can tell. They got a lot of changes. Oh, because that was super needed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so looking at the crisis wave, uh, the tier four, if you land a multi-hit, will restore one actuator. Which, this is the first time I've seen an ability that procs something off of the new secondary stats. Um, interesting concept. I'm, I'm curious as to why they chose multi-hit versus anything else. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, why multi-hit versus crit? You know what I mean? Um, but I, I want to see how that plays out. I want to see if people are specking into multi-hit because this becomes really strong if it procs or something like that. Um, Energize, Empower reduced 14% from 70%, just some uh, numbers changes. Quantum Cascade, this, like, literally while I was reading these notes out loud with the guys before the show, I kind of stopped and was just like, what? Really? So the Quantum Cascade update is, other abilities can be cast while channeling Quantum Cascade. Bullshit. Which is like, what? Bullshit. Why? It's just a whoops. That's, why... Okay, if you insist, I'll take it. I'll use it. <laughs> what the medic is now is like you drop a few fields, you drop a quantum cascade, and you start pulling like gamma rays, and it's basically the medic has a giant dance no. floor and says, "Come dance." What's going to happen the is people are going to be doing this is this is what I think. People are going to be doing the the devastator probes detonation rotation whilst quantum cascade is going, and their burst is just going to go through the roof. Like this is this is insane. <laughs> This is insane. Uh, absolutely insane. So, that's a thing that's happening. Trios now builds one actuator. Still craft ability. I'm never going to use it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chemical burn. Now procs off multi-hit against the enemy. No longer pierces shields. Um, I, we still have to wait and see how, how good this is going to be because of multi-hit. We have to, we, we have to see what multi-hit does. This uh, is also the time you're right. That any of these changes affect the new, uh, the new stats, huh? No one else is saying anything about multi-hit or 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 uh, fucking what's it called intensity. It's it's just medic so far have the multi-hit as part of their not that I've changes. seen. Not that I've seen. Uh, so emergency when an ally takes uh, within fifteen meters takes damage that puts them below thirty percent health restore health to that ally. Just a slight rework for that amp. Uh, this is good. I like this change a bunch because this is how I fucking think. hate this change too. What you hate this change? <laughs> Only because it gives you a reason to use this ability more. <laughs> So I always thought Extricate should break uh, Allies Free of any CC, and now Emergency Extraction, that amp, will allow you to break Allies Free of any CC, not just, what was it, Roots uh, and other stuff. Uh, maybe it was just Roots. I don't quite remember. I never took the amp because it, it wasn't useful enough for me to use it in, in PvP. I think this is now PvP viable if you know how to use it well enough and if your like team is expecting it. Because uh, it, it is a disorienting ability uh, for the person that's being extricated, but we'll see how that plays out. Uh, protective Surge, landing a direct heal on your ally, on an ally, under Mending Probes or Protection Probes, also restores shields. So Protective Surge is when you land a crit, I think. It'll uh, restore a little bit of shield onto whoever you're healing. Uh, and now that also procs when it's, uh, when the ally's under the effect of Mending Probes or Protection Probes. Um, and then, running on empty got a rework that's kind of interesting uh, because I don't quite understand it. So, I'll just read it. While zero actuators, Shield Surge, Crisis Wave, and Rejuvenator have no actuator cost, Shield Surge and Crisis Wave now have 15-second cooldowns instead. So, 
I'm pretty sure what this means is that if I'm at zero actuators and I cast Crisis Wave or Shield Surge, it will have a 15-second cooldown after I cast it for zero actuators. But if I cast it normally and use actuators, it'll still have no cooldown. That's what I think this means. Odd, right? Yeah, because Crisis Wave doesn't currently have a cooldown. It is just an ability that you cast if you have actuators and do not cast if you do not have actuators. It, that is why it is the oh shit heal because you save your actuators for oh shit and if you're mm-hmm. if you're not in an oh shit situation you're using you know emission because it's good enough and then the tanks at fifty percent you're like oh fuck crisis wave. Um, I'm curious to see what they meant by that if I was right if I was wrong. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of the big medic stuff. So there's a bit of a, a bit of a question and quandary I guess from my side when, uh, in chat. Uh, Absaluxel. Abuxel, how you pronounce it, he says, hey, uh, that Quantum Cascade change, you can actually cast other spells while you're casting it. It's already live. Uh, I don't play a medic that much. Uh, is he right? Is that change already active where you can cast Quantum Cascade live right now and then just keep hitting other spells while you're casting it? No. I I, not so. to my knowledge, right? I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's wrong. Oh, I'm calling you out. It's more like, I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't play a medic at all. So I'm I'm be really embarrassed if that's the way it is because I... I... I've never done that before. I know you can cast certain things, uh, like atomize. You can cast. Oh, cast here we go. Time travel says, Yeah, quantum cascade went live with like that with one point three point zero. So, Abuxlow, he's one hundred percent right. It's already live, but it's already in the show notes. We report the show notes, uh, and he's like, "Hey, you should you don't make it out like it is. Like it's that's just well, it's the 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 quant- the question was is like you're making it sound like they're they they got a buff, but it wasn't just that one that makes them stronger, in my opinion. It was the other aspects of the of of the um, medic stuff as a whole that's making them significant. Not significant. It's not like at least on paper. It's not. It's like not that. like they're like all of a sudden they're like oh by the way I was this big and now I'm this big. It's just like it's it's all positive like i don't see any it's weird that it's in the notes but it's already live i'm gonna agree with him on that it's weird that they're on a ptr notes patch but it's already live already it's a weird note to make i'm gonna i don't know i'm gonna look at it i'm gonna see i'm gonna i'm gonna see what what's going on there pretty pretty sure i'm pretty sure he's right actually i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure time time travels right this is what i thought instantly when i read that is does that mean that i can cast gamma rays and quantum cascade at the same time that is the first thing I thought. Because I want to see I, that happen. I, like, I don't think it'll be efficient because you'll run out of actuators in like half a second, but I, I, I just think that'd be funny to watch. <laughs> so those are all the big medic changes. And it, on paper, it's um, it, they look like they got a massive buff. Technically, it's a number re- reductions to go with it to kind of even it out. We'll see how running... I want to see how running on empty works live or on PTR. So when it tries it out, that's a really yeah. odd one to me. But kind of like the Espers, Spell Slingers didn't get a whole lot of changes, whether that's intentional or not, or they're waiting for later to do it. It's beyond me. But really, Void Pact, our amazing utility spell that's been giving massive buffs to everybody, yeah, no, it's going to be less effective now. It's 12% down from 15. Yay. Awesome. Cool, because that's what we needed. Thanks. Awesome. Mm. Uh, and on Amps, Power Surge gets reduced as well. And hey, look at that. The Spell Armor Amp, which if you uh, give you a CC break, uh, break component, we're going to get rid of that on PTR. But as a, as a compromise, now while Absorb is active, the damage you take is reduced by half. Yay? I'd rather take the CC break, to be honest. Because, I mean, that will keep me alive, I, I personally think, a little bit longer, but I could, I could be wrong. Because if I'm caught, I shouldn't be caught. 
That's the point of me being a spell slinger. I'm super powerful, but I, you sneeze at me and I'm dead. Glass cannon, I believe, yeah. is what it's called. Maybe the ability to be a little more tanky, while I do appreciate it, I kind of feel like it makes it a little more mandatory, and I don't like that. I like the ability of... I'd rather have the CC break. I'd rather get out of something and be more slippery than being able to sit and stand there and take the damage. It's really weird how I believe that. Other people would be like, no, dude, I'd rather, take, I'd rather be able to live longer. I'd rather not just get caught in the first place. That's just me, though. That's pretty much all the changes, though, for Spellslingers, to be honest. Indigo, you want to go over soccer? Yeah. Uh, so, s- clones, tier two clones, now last appropriate amount of time. Uh, wh- wh- why this matters, no one knows. No one's <laughs> using clone. It. It, it like it doesn't confuse anyone because the clone is the only class that has its arms straight down when it's walking towards you. Like it's just it's, is that a thing? Yeah, well, it's sometimes been so long since I've seen one. Uh, it's it, to be honest with you, it could have been fixed. It's been a while, but like sometimes, like it if you use it and you're you stealth away, it will like put its arms down and walk towards an enemy instead of like in an action position. <laughs> Anyways, that has nothing to do with it. One, it's not confusing anyone. Two, uh, it's not that big of a damage bonus for having to tear it up. It's just, eh. Anyways, uh, nanoskin, uh, lethal. A buff now grants more crit opportunity rather than adding crit uh, hit chance. I don't know what this is going to mean. I, I, this is something that I, we're going to have to play with. Yeah, without I, numbers. I, and yeah, yeah, numbers, I don't know. So it, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes sense in what they're saying. It's just we won't, we don't see it. We didn't see it on PTR. The magnitude is like, not happening. clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, tier 4 cost increase. Oh, I'm sorry. For neutralized, tier 4 cost increase is now reset by punish, uh, not stealth. Okay, that's cool. I can dig that. Uh, pounce tier 8 now regenerates one charge every 10 seconds. I'm, I'm also it used, cool. to, it used to be like 20 seconds instant two charges. Now it's just more consistent. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm okay with this, and I, the reason why I think I'm okay with this is uh, when when you're doing like Wallatikir stuff like that. If you're a stalker, you can with the speed bonus like ability, you could get to the um, the the mask like within the first 10 seconds of combat. It's it's it was crazy how quickly you could get over there. Um, couple name uh number changes with uh preparation which i'm not going to go into rune tier- basically it's less awesome yeah it i'm just it's just number changes and we i don't know how it's going to affect until we really play with it you know what i mean like 0.5 oh god i like it's small number changes yeah. um rune tier four shield overload uh can no longer be independently deflected uh Okay, so it's just deflected or not deflected. Yeah. All right. The whole ability is either deflected or not deflected. Which, to me, sucks. Am I, you know what I mean? Like That's, that's good, because, I mean, that means they don't have two chances to deflect stuff, whoever you're except, using that ability on. Yeah, except for I'm using it against someone, and it, they have a one chance of deflecting it, and if they deflect it, they're screwed, versus if, it, if it's twice, then I have... I have at least one of two chances. If they deflect the first one, the second one's going yeah, to. Yeah, but, like, they either deflect the damage, which is, like, useless, or the awesome, like, ability that is being used on them. I don't know. I, I think I think the effect is more useful than the damage. Yeah. Uh, Steadfast now grants an additional deflect opportunity rather than adding a deflect chance. So, again, don't know deflect opportunity versus deflect chance, really. So haven't tested it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
Need numbers, we need testing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, that's it for Stalkers. Warriors, on the other hand, um, Augment Blade redu- uh, reduced melee damage from 4% or, uh, to 4% from 8%. So completely... It's it's cutting it right in half. Um, kinetic Drain is now Kinetic Rage. Uh, drains five kinetic energy per stack every t- 0.2, uh, 25 seconds. 0.25. Um, increases melee damage by 5% per stack. 0.5%. 0.5, thank you. 0.5 per stack and reduces lifesteal by 1.5% per stack while Augmented Blade is off. Oh, that's just so, a, a lot of things. <laughs> fate, so too long didn't read. The damage is weaker, over, technically, but uh, it's now a stacking instead of instead of just like taking that rage and slowly depleting it, uh, depleting it. It's now giving these stacks, and the more stacks you get, the more life steal and damage you get to compensate for the overall damage done. Uh, and on top of that, it makes the decay a little more obvious with the with the with the stacks happening, and uh, the stacks drop off a little faster. That's pretty much yeah. what's going on there. Uh, uh, Bullstring Strike now generates 150% threat. Tier 8 can be cast three times in a row with no cooldown. Uh, next cast reduced uh, reduces cooldown by one second. That's great. I'm loving that. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, Power Link reduces kinetic drain. Um, Power Link now only affects players in caster's party. No longer displays a persistent visual effect on secondary targets. Now only shows uh, a border of telegraph wall active. Uh, so we actually experienced that when yeah. you're doing the Shades Eve stuff because uh, Moose was in the group and he used Power Link. And we're like, what is this giant telegraph and why can't we get rid of it? Uh, it, it wasn't a was, telegraph. It was just a giant green circle circle like, the fuck is this giant green circle oh it's power it's very obvious which by the way is a telegraph well, i much like the link I, person the telegraph is like colored in that's what i think of it <laughs> i much prefer the actual power link uh graphics over the t- over the graph but i telegraph but i, I guess so like, i know what like the like the line well the reason why they got rid of that and this is just pure speculation if you're a stalker and there's power link oh yeah you're in stealth <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 that's just pure speculation. I don't know if that's why they decided to get rid that's of it. That's what I think of that. I, uh, so last piece is a Savage Strike uh, fixed issue with uh, SS would generate kinetic energy during uh, overdrive. SS, oh, Savage, Savage Strikes. Strikes. It's an acronym for the ability that you're talking about. It saves me time while I'm typing. No, notes. no, I got you. I got you. It's all right. You know, the cop, copy, <laughs> control C, control V is not a button. Um, anyways... <laughs> Anyways, so uh, I'm going to reread that. Fixed issue where a Savage Strike would generate kinetic energy during overdrive. So there you go. I I love you both right here. (laughs) So there's also a few other changes coming from PTR that weren't part of the Shades Eve stuff. So someone took a picture and put it on Reddit and said, hey, they've changed the way rune slot rerolls are going to happen. It used to be you have to have the item for it and it would give you a chance at two new elements and then the element perp it was before in case you didn't want any of those two rerolls. Well, now it's changed and it's not set in stone, so keep that in mind. It gives you four different options now. You can roll a random element that'll cost gold instead of the, 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 the item. And then obviously change depends on like what number of rune you're on and what kind of rune it is and what the item slot is. That'll all change with different factors. But if you want to just forego that, 
and just have three uh, and, and just change it to any specific element. So say you have a water rune and you're a, a spell slinger and you want a fire rune. You don't want to take a chance on that random element. You can spend service tokens and purposely turn that into a fire rune. Is service tokens a new currency? It is the currency you get from playing the game. You get yeah, it from daily logins. You get it from buying at the cash shop. I'm, I'm messing around, guys. <laughs> and, 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 and A-Bucks Lil says he, he does agree that people have said before that the gold cost is pretty much confirmed to be a bug. It's a legit bug. It's the numbers it's you saw. It's not going to be nine same. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, it's too expensive right now. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, I'm getting confirmation of this. Uh, they're getting lowered a bit. Yes. Time Charles says no, Doc. So I'm actually wrong from here service tokens you purchase in the shop that's true you do um i, I for some reason said to get them daily daily login rewards too many currencies I, for doc to remember how they all work agree <laughs> maybe we shouldn't have so many and even or the we cost should just like write the them all down maybe we should do that like after the stream yeah. we should, and service tokens the three of us should sit down and write down what all the use. currencies do so that we don't misspeak about them again because that can get confusing for people. I think it would be nice to have just because I think it confuses everyone. I don't, I don't know how I feel about this, to be honest. Because you only get service tokens from buying them in the cash shop. But you're given, if you want to spend the money or spend that super time, because uh, you get to get Omnibus to turn them into to, to service tokens, you can get your character out exactly how you want to. I guess people really hated the RNG that much that they just it, gave them an it's option really to bad. just buy it. Like, it's like, I want to be this thing. And it's like, all right, if you're really lucky, you can be the thing you want to be. Or if you spend seven years farming shit, you can be what you want to be. But other than that, go fuck yourself uh, and deal with what you get. Like, it, 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 it's a huge time again, sink and a huge, like, I don't know. Relying on luck is boring. Like, relying that heavily on luck for me is, like, the most boring thing. Because there's nothing you can do about it. You're, you feel so helpless when you don't get the thing you're looking for. And to vindicate myself, several people in chat are saying, don't you get service tokens from login rewards as well? I'm like, I'm pretty sure you do. But you definitely do get them from the cash shop. I, once again, I can acquire them through more than one way. So, I can't, yes. I can't, I, I, want, I want to need your complaint, but when I think about it and take a step back, it makes sense. And so, I'm okay with it because... It doesn't lock you out at all. You can't only get service tokens through X and Y and Z. Yeah, and and, and he even says himself, you can get you get Omni bits, and you can use Omni bits to get service tokens, and then service tokens to use this. So, which and it's you, all optional. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, that's confusing. Uh, I mean, it's not confusing. <laughs> it's just there's so many. Like we're gonna we're gonna it's make so a thing. Hot. We're gonna make a thing that yeah, goes we, over what all the currencies can get you. We we actually got a request for that, so we're we're gonna put that all together and make it for easier for people that are confused about this stuff as we get closer to free to play. And obviously, we show in the picture as well. You can add a rune slot, and that'll cost a certain amount of thing as well. So, okay, I don't know. It, <laughs> I, I can't I can't be too upset about it. It just feels odd to me because I don't mind RNG so much. I can get really annoyed by it, but I'm okay with it. Another one, another bit of note to talk about the PTR is CRB Meerkat on the official forums says there will be some PvP changes. Mm, oh, okay. I, I We're not going to get into them. These next two bits, we're not going to get into them. It's basically saying item levels and what they get rallied up to and rally, all, all that kind of stuff. I, I just want to rally down to. Really quickly, I, I'm excited. Yeah. I, and i not a PvP or not a huge PvP guy. And first MMO, don't understand a lot about the, the item level thing. I mean, in a general sense, I do, but not being high-level PvP, I, I don't really experience, like, the difference between them, aside from me getting stomped by people with better gear than me. I'm excited about the uh, the item 
level rallying. Depending on, of course, like, what the scaling is and, like, how it's implemented, I think it has the potential to make PvP a lot more viable for people that aren't devoting all the time to it. Just, like, something they want to do whilst waiting for a friend to come on. You know what I mean? I I, want to see this. I'm excited to see this happen. Like, really, really desperately exciting to see. Yeah, the reason I didn't want to give too much in this because they're not on the PTR yet. Unlike the patch notes that are on the PTR right now, these PvP changes are not happening yet. So these will definitely change in some way, shape, or form. It's kind of a heads up, Mirka going, hey guys, we didn't forget about PvPers. We are trying to balance this as best we can. So before you move on to the, the live stream, I, mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted to I just wanted to put this on for just a quick second. So uh because we've been talking so much about PTR and all of that stuff. Uh we know when Shade Eve is going to be approximately. We know it's going to be approximately sometime in October, right? When we were on... Shut the... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So we know it's going to be sometime October. Uh, When we were going through the Shade Eve stuff on PTR, it was with the new free-to-play build. So my my tinfoil hat's on saying that we're going to see free-to-play drop before Shades Eve. I wouldn't surprise if see it like, this, like a week before. Yeah, I, no. I, don't, I would agree with that. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Why not? I don't know. I just don't see it. I don't, I don't, it's firmly in the fall time frame. Maybe it's... maybe. I don't know. That's weird. I don't... I don't want to even speculate about that. I don't know. That's such a weird, like... You're saying no. Too You're many saying variables. no. So that is I, a speculation. So Shut with Krug, with I can agree bullshit. with because there's not a whole lot of changes to Shades Eve that necessitate the game update changes to happen. But but because, it's being tested with them in and like exactly and historically they don't do things out of order like that. They don't test something in exactly. an environment that it's not going to actually be live you, you, in. You, so and you Shades, don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't because want that to, would be yeah. a little silly. Uh, so Shades Eve, I see your doesn't point. use the game update, but it's being played at the same time as the game update. That's interesting. I see your point, Indigo. I'm just saying. I see I'm your just point. Saying, September 22nd is my birthday. I'm just saying. I'm afraid. Free to play day. I'm free af- to play day. Free to play day. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm just afraid to say anything about it because it's such like a... I don't know. I'm just afraid. It's, I'm, it's, I'm being timid. Look, it's, it's not a... So here's the thing. Uh, September, October, November is a massive time frame of everything launching. Blade and Soul it was launching okay. somewhere in that time frame. There's a new Heroes uh there's a new um the Guild Wars expansion's launching in that area. I believe uh, Blizzard has a few things going on in that area as well besides BlizzCon. So it's probably a decent idea to get that in the thick of it and let them all battle it out so people aren't they, they can pick and choose what they want. It's interesting. It's just it's very interesting timing. We I I said it before as well. I noticed but devs let's... are strangely silent during this portion. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Maybe I touched on something. <laughs> something struck a nerve. Although, uh, I so... will say that if you're... If you're... Uh, odd time travel did say September 22nd is a Saturday, so... <laughs> 26th, he said 26th. So, sorry. Um, the last little bit... No, sorry, Kruger saying? So, uh, I will say that if, if your assessment of the situation is correct, I think they'll happen at the same time. Uh, I, and I'm not, and I'm not saying. I'm, I'm just saying what I'm trying to say. Much. 
what I'm trying to say is that whether it's before, right before, or at the same time. Because I can't see the logic in doing it's like before October. Here's free to play, and then like a week later, here's Shades Eve. Like that seems I see, strange. I, I see less why logic. Not? I see less logic as opening the gates at the same time. Here's the new update and Shades Eve. Yeah, but I see see it the other way because then you can get players in for a little while, experience the world, and then then go, oh, by the way, we also have these special holiday events. Boom, here's a special holiday event. So That's smart. Yeah. And so you get people to experience the normal world as well as – You've converted me. I'm on board with your plan. (laughs) Again. I'm on board with your plan. Pure speculation. 100% speculation. You're on board with the birthday boat theory? Oh, dude! If they do on September twenty second, man, I would, I would, I would shit myself. I would shit myself. The twenty second is a Tuesday, which actually gives a little more. All right, big updates. You happen on like Tuesdays. All right, Carbine. Let's 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 move on because I know we're running a long date on this, and we don't have a time frame. So whatever, we don't want to run too long. Keep going, bro. So there was a a wild star live stream happening during Pax Prime, and everyone on the live or uh, Pax Prime streamed for it. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to announce this and that and this and that. And people were like, but it's only 30 minutes long and it's sharing with Blade and Soul. This is an outrage. And to to my response to that is you're going to talk about a game to a, a group, a giant group of people who have either left playing it or have not played it yet. And you're going into free to play. You're not going to drop a bunch of massive stuff on it. You're going to basically pitch the game to them. That's exactly what happened today. Omid and uh, Sunshine went on to talk to Man vs. Game on Twitch during PAX to essentially pitch Wildstar's free-to-play change. They talked a little bit about what happened before, what's going on in PTR, and that you guys should all come and play it. Because that's what's supposed to happen. Uh, Obviously, Twitch chat being Twitch chat, I just wanted to just fuck right off. Uh, it's just, it was a bunch of, the, and this is me not defending the game. This is just how Twitch chat is. This game sucks. Dead game is dead. The girls, blah, 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 blah. Oh, sorry. The grill. Yeah, uh, the other guy is, 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 is brown. I don't really give a flying fuck. Dear God. You go into dedicated channels. I'm going to keep this rant short. Dedicated channels. Their communities are fantastic. You go into an event stream where it's a bunch of everybody coming in and it's just giant fucking dicks. Well, and there's, was, there's like, sociology behind that about people yeah. being oh, no, when they're totally is. Like, the fucking Walmart people that, like, stampede over each other. It's the same thing, but in Twitch chat form. You get, exactly. You get a and, couple people in Twitch chat, and they're just chatting. You get 25,000 people in Twitch chat, and they spam dicks every fucking half a second. That's how, they, how people work. Tra- that's because they're trying to make themselves stand out compared to everyone else. Right. So they... Anyways... And, it was it was three three edgy five me. I it was too much for me. Apparently, it, it is. It's uh, it's just the internet. That Squig said it correctly. It's that's the internet. That's how the internet works. Yeah, yeah. It I, it wasn't. It, it just didn't make any sense why you would instantly go and attack Dee because I remember seeing quotes like "Grill is fat. This is dumb. Where's boobies from Blade and Soul?" Like, can you, are you really? Yeah. Are you that bored where you you gotta personally attack them? And they did that to. Uh, a coach for a league team where like there was a coach, they had a, a league, um, it was a championship series. A challenger team was trying to get into finals. They've won. And they showed the coach who put the whole game plan together. She, she was, it was a woman first off and she was fucking perfect in the execution of the plan. But Oh Lord forbid she was fat and it was, Oh girls are unattractive and fat. Oh, so fuck this whole team and game. Like you guys are fucking, I hate you people. 
And it was just un- unnecessary comments to the Blade and Soul team and to the Wildstar team and to everybody else who had packs uh, Twitch chats. Like, fuck you, Twitch chat. And you know exactly what I mean when I say Twitch <laughs> chat, not our, our, our chat and other chats, but the general Twitch chat, a giant fuck you. <laughs> I, I I just can't. I I gotta get off that. I just wanna I wanna uh, for the stream highlight the image that uh, that um, time travel just posted. He he wrote the text. Wait, Twitch chat was a bunch of what? And then he posted this image, <laughs> which by the way we have shown on the web on on this stream. Yeah, <laughs> it made me laugh. So- uh, for those of you listening to the audio podcast, it was a picture of a bunch of people in Wildstar with their characters lying down in the shape of a penis, and then one person lying after the penis, presumably to represent some kind of... Ejaculate. Yeah, okay. Right right into the caretaker. <laughs> yep, right into the caretaker. Anyways, that was a thing. Uh, so, uh, there's a few community bits in the strange tales from the community before we go! So, this is a really fun one. And I think you guys will agree with me on this because this is just weird. So you guys know you go into like a coffee shop and there's a jar on the counter and it's like, guess how many coffee beans are in the jar? And you win a $5 prize or some shit like that, right? Well, that's happening in Wildstar. So if you guys head over to Arthur Scent, uh, we'll type it out in in the Twitch uh, chat. uh, He has a lop count event where he goes into, there's a picture of it we'll show as well if we can. It's in the stream. It's a jar full of lops. Uh, it's it's to promote their guild, their EU. So just letting you know, if you have any EU access to it, go check it out. Literally, guess how many people were in the, in the jar. I really want to know how many they bothered to fit in there because the decor limit's a thousand, and I just want to know how much is in there because it's going to be bonkers. Uh, it's it's just a random fun event. I don't believe there's anything really massive. Oh, prizes will vary from a glitter kitty hoverboard, marauder costume, or some nice and easy cash. So I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, mean in-game cash. In, in game cash, yes. Not I'm just saying, uh, I wouldn't cash. be surprised if it was just to cover the glass and the whole center was empty just to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a fun little unique challenge and event. So I wonder if we can apply. Uh, uh, well, we can't because the prizes won't affect us because we're in NA, not EU. But if you're in EU, go check out uh, on Javit on Javit Lop Knots Guild and go to Arthur Sense Plot and guess how many lops are in the jar just as simple as that it's really fun and, and, and unique i like it it's a nice way of guild promotion yeah it's a really good idea yeah good times so there so we also found an awesome housing video this week this one is also from jab at eu and it's from sparky Furblast, and he created uh, a dominion star cruiser and he pretty much maxed out his plot to turn it into another giant spaceship i i don't know where to begin on this because it's fucking massive. It's baller it's extreme. It's so cool. It is absolutely I don't, baller extreme. That's so much time. And you, it's it's a fully operational starship. Once well, again... I mean, fully operational is a stretch, uh, but... All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can fly it down to Nexus and shoot Avatus with it. You can't do that. I just... I don't know... I, I, it's just so cool. He uses all of the massive outdoor decor and, sh- and ship models and, and barriers and... It's it's crazy, it's it's just I, I'm, I'm whatever. Let's move on. It's, it's flabbergasting me. So I forgot to talk about this last week, uh, and I promised him I would, and I put it in the show notes. So I do apologize, Avid Guru. It's also a little late. He because uh, obviously it's last night of PAX, but Avid lives around the PAX Prime event area. He's down there right now with a bunch of carbiners who aren't here in chat and everyone else. So like a few of them, like I think Donatelli's there. 
or in the area. So it's a mead. I know Sunshine's with them right now. They're doing a, a meet and greet, unofficial meet and greet. And uh, we just wanted to, to point that out there. If you have, if you're listening live and you're in the Seattle area, and you're like, oh, screw, just honestly turn us off and go have fun with them. But <laughs> I just wanted to say uh, sorry for not putting it on the stream last week and it's also giving a little shout out to people in our community that's doing something really cool. And, and to, to kind of play us off for the night, uh, we have a, a machinima from Quantum who once again proves that uh, comments can go below him, but uh, he puts out really fun stuff. And uh, this is for medics who love Quantum Cascade. Uh, I we're not gonna play a little bit of the audio just because it, it's a weird timing issue with us. But go check out the video. I would have figured it would have been more wubsy. It would have been more like drop the bass, but it's kind of like a, a metal thing. It's like it, it'll get stuck in your head. It's it's really catchy. I just it's really fun. It's, and we're, it's an and episode we're gonna, audio. <laughs> well, I mean, they make some pretty awesome stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Red Velvet Ninjas do put out really fun videos. We love highlighting them. We love showing them to you guys as well. But that's pretty much all of the really fun news from this week. This is all of the uh, the PTR stuff that's happening this week. So we um, are going to start closing it up, shop around here for the main show, and go into the post show in a little bit. But uh, we have some things to give away, correct? We do. I to, I, I'm sending out a shirt this week because I have the ability to. So it's coming out to one of our winners. Uh, we what do we have this week to give away? Oh, we have more fancy pants codes. More oh, more fancy pants codes. Do we have anything else? Yes or no? I don't know. You tell me. News is, is... <laughs> so, get uh, actual game codes like box game codes. You had those. That were... I, that's yes. not. Yeah, if you're so, giving those away, so, so, bro, ham. So so in, so to entice old man blue, I'm sending your shirt out this week. I didn't get paid till this week. That's why. <laughs> to apologize. Hey, man, I gotta make a living somehow. I, I know, but you could have just told one of us. Anyways. Yeah, we, we. <laughs> <laughs> in the actual show is that if you're listening to us live, you should come join us on Sundays, uh, 5 p.m. PDT for at twitch.tv slash qtimes for strange tales from outer space. And you could hear about this, maybe win one thing here and there, you know, live. Yeah, just saying. decide to join us. So, as we sign off, this is Doc from Strange Tales Matter Space, Episode 60. Indigo, where can we find you? You can find me at Indigo Jones QT uh, on Twitter. You can email, email me at indigo at qtimes.com. You can get the entire qtimes, I'm sorry, you can get the entire STOS group at stos at qtimes.com. Uh, yeah, so that's all the places you can see me. Krug, where can we find you? You can find me at Krug QT on Twitter. You can email me at Krug at qtimes.com. And uh, you can also use smoke signals if you live within a close enough distance to where I live or work, and I will probably see them at some point. <sighs> you can find me at DocUT. That's it for this week, folks. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Oh, goodbye. We'll see you next time. When you, you know look I'm at the keeping with this, your right? Eye. I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I'm keeping yeah. that. You know that, right? Yeah, that's fine.